The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 281. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I take your questions directly from premedforms.com, specifically the non-traditional pre-med discussion, and I answer them here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. If you haven't gone over and signed up for a free account to ask a question, go do that again at premedforms.com. We have a great question today, that a, a common one that probably not a lot of people want to talk about, and that's struggling during a program where you're supposed to be thriving to show medical schools that you can handle medical school. What do you do at that point? And it's a great follow-up discussion to a, a kind of a rant I went on a few weeks ago about when to know, when, when, when you know when to give up, really. And so we'll jump into that here in a minute. I want to talk about the MCAT Minute brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. I get the question all the time, especially from non-traditional students who are trying to kind of shortcut their way as fast as possible into medical school because they're coming from another career or they've already kind of delayed long enough. They're coming back from being a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, whatever it may be. And they're trying to get to medical school as fast as possible. And so they say, Dr. Gray, what score do I need on my MCAT to get in? And unfortunately, it's just not that easy to give a score to tell you. The best answer that I give to everyone, the answer that I think is the right answer, is you need as high of a score as possible for you. Everyone's ceiling is going to be different, right? 528 is obviously the ceiling for everyone. But at the end of the day, the question is, what score can you get? And that answer is going to be different for everyone. How much time do you have to study? What other responsibilities do you have? How much, unfortunately, money do you have to spend on MCAT prep, which is an unfortunate question, but one that with the free resources that Blueprint MCAT gives you will help, especially the Blueprint MCAT podcast or the MCAT podcast that I do with Blueprint, the free full-length one that you get, the half-length diagnostic, their study planner tool, and some other amazing things coming soon with a free account over at Blueprint MCAT. But the answer is as high of a score that you personally can get. Put on your blinders, run your own race. Don't look at what other people are scoring because you don't know what resources they have. And especially for non-traditional students where maybe you have more responsibilities on your plate, your score is potentially going to be limited based on those responsibilities. So do the best that you can do. That's all that we can ask of you. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our question today. Our student asks, what if you fail your post back? What do you do next? They say, I haven't seen stories of people with a similar background as mine. I graduated from college in 2011 with a biology degree, good ECs, research leadership, volunteer, shadowing, tutoring, TA, and jobs. Most of my ECs I was part of for over two to three years. I graduated college with around a cumulative GPA of 3.0 and a science GPA of 2.8, good upward trend with upper-level science classes. Immediately after graduation, I started a post-bac program, a one-year linkage program, 
where students take graduate level or graduate school and medical school classes. Unfortunately, this year was just a disaster for me and I didn't make the contract. And I don't know what to do at this point. Are there people out there who have had similar experiences? And if there are, can you please share how you overcame it? The director of the program recommended me to continue and get the master's degree, but I didn't like that option for various reasons. Any advice out there? I was hopefully thinking about returning to my graduate or my undergraduate institution, take a, a series series of more serious, of more upper level science classes for the upcoming academic year. And th this question was asked many years ago. This, this was uh, from 2012, but it was such a great question that we, we pulled it forward. My first MCAT score, which I took without good preparation was, uh, and so this was the old MCAT scoring was a, let's see, a 21, which is uh, not a good score. Uh, second attempt to better preparation while in the post-bac program waiting for the score. Please help. So here is where this, I, and I mentioned it at the very beginning, at some point you have to ask yourself, when do you give up, right? You don't have a great undergraduate GPA. You did poorly in the classes that are supposed to prove that you can handle medical school, your MCAT score is pretty bad, at what point do you give up? And I don't ask that to say, hey, you should give up. I ask that for all of you out there struggling in a similar situation to ask yourself, is this something I still want? And, and it's a very important and, and, and I typically leave it out of context because I figured it's a given, and am I capable of doing it, right? I don't know the full context for this person. They're, they struggled with their undergraduate GPA. They struggled in their master's program. What does the home life look like? What are their other responsibilities look like, right? Especially for the old pre-meds crowd, the non-traditional students out there, what responsibilities do you have on top of trying to be a stellar student, trying to prove that you can handle medical school academically? I don't have full context here. Nobody has full context, especially when you go on to Reddit and Student Doctor Network and you say, hey, what are my chances? Nobody has full context of your life. So you have to put in using some self-awareness, using some difficult kind of questions with yourself. And this is one of the, the few times it's okay to ask yourself questions and answer yourself, right? Am I capable of doing this with the resources that I have at hand, with the support structure that I have available to me? So for this student, even though this was many years ago, I would say the next thing you need to do is the same thing that you were supposed to be doing in the postback. And that's proving academic capability. So I think there needs to be a real hard reset here because the student didn't do well in undergrad. The student didn't do well in their master's program. The question is why? Why didn't you? Do you not believe in yourself? Do you not want this bad enough? Do you not have the 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 kind of support structure around you that requires this? Do you have other responsibilities that are distracting you from the, the thing that you should be focused on, getting good grades? 
I had a podcast episode a while ago with a student named Chad, who's who's now, as I'm recording this, just starting his general surgery residency. But he's a non-traditional student, went to undergrad, struggled, went to a master's program, I believe a master's first, or it might've been a post-bac first and then a master's program after, either way. Uh, went and did his post-bac, struggled. Right? And we had this conversation on the podcast. Why was he struggling? Well, he had a family. He had a wife and kids to support. And he was working during this time. The time that he should have been putting in to study and show that he was academically capable, because he was, he struggled because he was working. You can't tell that person that they aren't academically capable of doing well in medical school, that they'll never get into medical school because they never had the opportunity to do well, to show that they could do it. And so what did he do? Well, he finally had some tough conversations with himself and said, this is what I wanna do, and he made it work. He stopped working. He went on government programs to provide for his family. He went and, and proved his academic abilities and had multiple acceptances to medical school, thrived through medical school, and is now a general surgery resident. So he has come out on the other side. And so can you. If you are in a situation where you struggle every step of the process, but you're struggling because you don't have the support structure, you don't have the resources necessary, figure out how to get those resources. And if you have every resource available to you and you still struggle, then we need to have some tougher conversations. And, and so for this student who's asking this question, what do I do next? Well, what you do next is you have those difficult conversations now. Do I want this? Can I do it? What resources are available to me? Are you working a ton because you have a fancy house and a fancy car? Well, move in with 10 roommates. Get rid of your car and get a junker or take a public transportation everywhere. You can downsize your life to reduce the bills, move in with your parents, do whatever you need to do to, to set yourself up for success. Einstein said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. If you struggled in undergrad because you were distracted, you struggled in your master's because you were distracted, you struggle in your post-bac because you're distracted, well, guess what? There's, there's no more opportunities left. All medical, all medical schools are going to see is that you struggled at every step of the way, and they have no other choice but to assume that you're going to struggle in medical school as well. So as you're going through this process, for this student specifically, who struggled not once, but twice already, is to stop, stop digging a bigger hole and figure out why that hole was dug in the first place and not repeat those same mistakes. I hope that was helpful. I truly believe that all of you can overcome almost anything on this journey as long as you check in with yourself, make sure you still want it, make sure you think you can still do it, and you go from there. All right, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning into the old pre-meds podcast. Again, go check out Blueprint MCAT. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast with the MCAT Minute. 
We'll see you next week here on the Old Premeds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.